0: is chuck and aardvark versus the galaxy he's chuck he's aardvark is that a Galaxy? no it's just a galaxy once again we're back and with news it should surprise none of you who listened to the last episode that uh we did not return to our little spot under the bridge now we should note that we weren't banned from this bridge it's perfectly you know po- it's po- we're not banned. We're allowed back. We're allowed- yeah. It's public property. Even yeah, if they wanted to ban us, they couldn't. Yeah. What are they gonna do? Yeah. What Tell are us- you gonna do to us? Tell us you you can't. You know, what's the word? Like what is the word? Solicit. Sol- lo- solicit. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Tell us we can't solicit. Tell us we can't litter. See, I think the rule should be: if you don't litter, you can loiter. <laughs> but- I think the rule should be: you can loiter, soiter. But we uh, we decided not to go back. Um, the vibes, similarly to the uh, vibes of the Target, were kind of off. Yeah, and just to lower the barrier of entry for people who are just now tuning in to this as their first episode, the Target that Ari is speaking of Thank you. is it's uh, a Target on an abandoned parking lot in the middle of a Louisiana swamp. Uh, Ari and I previously burned this Target to the ground. We admit no responsibility other than in this podcast. It was an accident. My entire family was inside. We did not know. And that lot, which uh, we've termed Central Park, the central parking lot of the Louisiana Swamp, is uh, where we will be meeting with all of the fearless denizens who listen to this podcast on May 17th. 17th. Our big truth-finding meetup. It's going to be amazing, guys. We are recording in a factory where the rubber soles of shoes are glued on to the rest of the shoe. The rest of the shoe is sent to this factory, and then uh, robots glue the shoe on. And let me just tell you something. Automation is real, because there is not a human being in sight. Weirdly, the acoustics in here are amazing. I feel like our sound quality has improved a lot just from coming here. But... Yeah, we're, we are currently um inside what... How would you describe this? I would call it like an empty vat where glue once was. It almost feels like an unintentional coffin. You know what I mean? It's like where... This is a place where if we died, we would be blamed. No, Everyone would say, oh, those fools. But the reason we're here, actually, is that uh, this is my father's factory. Some of you uh, have probably been wondering from uh previous character exposition... From our last couple episodes, uh, how did Ari make his, his fortune? Well, Ari did not make his fortune. I made nothing. He inherited all of his wealth from his father, the Shoe King of the North. Millions, millions have I inherited. <laughs> and yeah, my father, you know, he was kind enough to... You've heard to... of the Shoe King of the North, of course. Everyone has. Yeah. Robert. Yes, Robert, Robert Baratheon. <laughs> The shoe king of the north. Yeah, my father and I do not share last names. Interestingly enough, to allow me to—it's Baratheon, but just like a little bit jumbled around. Yeah, it's like you know a little Baratheon. It's yeah. close enough, and so um, and yes, Ari's father did know George R. R. Martin, and no, things are not copacetic between them. Oh no, it's it's horrible. Um... Actually, the legal troubles are the real reason he's not finished the next book. Um, <laughs> George R. R. Martin, yes. He's currently- He finished re- it long ago, but he's been told <laughs> legally cannot release he it. He cannot release the books until he has retroactively removed uh, the name Robert Baratheon from the books. George R. R. Martin ain't budging because that dude, say anything you want about him. And I mean anything. <laughs> he is stubborn. And so- I contacted my father after the bridge incident, and I was really shaken up, and I just said, Dad, I, I need your help. The bridge incident, which is where uh, we discovered that we had jumped uh, to a parallel universe. Well, you had. I think I... Yeah, just again, just, you know, really trying to help new listeners out. Especially since the audio quality of this episode is so much better, I feel like making this a jumping-off point is a good idea. So I contacted my father, and I said to him, Dad, I just really need your help. And he's like, why do you call me at this time of night? And I said, well, because... Well, is, is he? I'm sorry. For a second, I thought he was here. Your voice was so spot on. I, You know, I, I had to cover for him a lot of times where I had to, you know, I do phone calls and I would just imitate his voice. Like I didn't want to go to school. I'd be like, hello, my son is not going to school today. And I didn't go. Whoa, Robert? Ro- uh, oh, I'm sorry. Once again. <laughs> and so I asked him if I could record our podcast. You know, I said, I have a couple of theories I'm bouncing around and I want to get them out there. And he said, well, why don't you, why don't you use my factory? And I said, which one? the mississippi one and so here we are mississippi he called it the experimental factory now he did warn me that it is not a permanent solution he told me that he's gonna have inspectors coming in here to make sure the experimental factory is didn't he also mention that uh the glue holding the the soles the rubber soles to the shoes uh, is also not a permanent solution oh not at all it's cheap it is in fact it's toxic to breathe um it's not good that we're in this vat but you know, we're oh, really? sitting in a toxic fat in order just to just to boost our acoustics so that the truth rings all the clearer. Exactly. We are willing to put our bodies on the line for this. Yes. You know talking about my dad kind of has me thinking. I want to Oh, We you want to pod this first, shouldn't we? Yeah. I told you last week we were talking about the dance, but we have taken so long to discuss where we are that I feel like there's no time. So we'll leave that for later. Yeah. I mean, definitely, like, remind us to tell you about the dance because this this dance is required for you to enter the meeting on May 17th. In fact, if you come without the dance, you will be killed on site by the locals. We'll go into that later. What other pod biz is there to attend to? We've uh, set up an email. So if you want to email us and get in touch with us, uh, you can email us at chuckandardvark at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think about our theories. If you've noticed anything weird that connects to anything that we've already talked about. And um, yeah, we just love to get a dialogue going with some more of our denizens. We had a previous one. We are not allowed to use it anymore uh, for very complicated reasons. Um, George R.R. R. Martin struck back. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been making our lives very difficult. And when George R.R. R. Martin is mad at you, he has these, like, just sort of dull, lifeless eyes. So after George R.R. R. Martin struck back, it was like Return of the Dead Eye. I mean, considering how famous he is, I guess you could say this was a Star Wars. Um... <laughs> And I'm beginning to suspect that all of our misfortunes may be tied to this one legal case. Yeah, I I have noticed that kind of everywhere I go, I do feel like there's some sort of uh, like mysterious figure, uh, like a menace, you, you might say, who's been dogging our every step. And maybe that's George Martin. I thought it was like the CIA or the ghost of my family. And so, with that, I think it is time for us to move on. Yeah, what's been going on with you? You know, my father really wants me to kind of get out there in the workforce and kind of get to know things. So he's been trying to set me up. Yeah, he doesn't think that podcasting is a real job. I mean, it is not. And we're like, just because it – what? Just because it does not pay? So, like, my life is kind of a mess right now, and I don't know what to do. So I was walking – uh, just kind of down, down the street, just kind of kicking, kicking the can down the road, thinking to myself. Yeah, that... I I saw you and you were you were really letting that thing have it. I was in a very dark place. Um, and that was a that was a large trash can, and it was filled with garbage. I was spilling trash all over the street, just murmuring to myself, "Sweet little nothings." I mean, you thought you were murmuring, but you were screaming, dude. Uh, well, I think you might have some anger issues. I was frustrated with how my life was going. And so as I'm walking, I looked into the park. There was a man sitting on a park bench. The man was sitting on a park bench, (laughs) briefcase, you know, he had a suit. He looked like a man just walking out, you know, after a day of business or whatever. You (laughs) know, he's sat down and he was just eating a sandwich and tossing crumbs of bread to the pigeons. And it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I don't know why. Something about these pigeons and this man kind of creeped me out. It And here's the th- here's the thing that, that confuses me about it, which is that, like, it's not the same person feeding the pigeons in the park every day, but it is the same kind of person. It's always this sort of disheveled-looking person who clearly came to the end of, like, a long day of business, and whatever he wanted to do with his life or her, their life is, like, not what ended up happening for them. And so, well, it's like I was feeling that day, actually, the the lonely pigeon feeding bench is a place where you go to reflect on broken dreams, and there seems to be this strange symbiosis between the birds and the dredges of society, and the dredges, right? The and those who have who have fallen from the ladder of the American house, we'll go with that. <laughs> now, I feel like I fed pigeon like once as a kid and i felt kind of weird about it like i was like i feel like i'm enabling this pigeon a little bit and then i realized wait a minute i don't have to do this so i, I never fed the pigeon I, I fed like you know ducks All, everyone loves feeding ducks what uh, if I, i'm feeding ducks left and right everywhere i go what if pigeons have evolved an ability to destroy the lives of people so that they will feed them or to b- draw depressed people in to feed them I think you're right. I think it must be more than that. I think the pigeons must be orchestrating some aspect of our society, some part of the American machine. The part that is preventing most of middle-class America from finding true happiness or success has been orchestrated by little winged devils. There was one pigeon in history that everyone loved and that got along great with human beings that was a carrier pigeon we considered them like allies during the wars so like perhaps the carrier pigeons were sent as like a vanguard to make contact with human beings and to get us to trust them it was like Mm -mm. they 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 were sent to put put their wings in our doors Mm. and once they were in that was it they were in it's interesting because we we're talking about like how these pigeons kind of got into society and how are influencing us, the question is how. Because I don't think anyone's ever seen a pigeon talk, and I doubt they can. They're so emotive. They don't have to speak. We see what they, what the pigeons think in their eyes. I mean, you've looked closely at a pigeon, right? You know that that guy has an opinion on you. He does. And it is not good. He does not see you as an equal. Uh, I was looking this up. Apparently, there is a pigeon-related illness tell me more pigeon breeders sometimes suffer from an ailment known as bird fancier's lung or pigeon lung a form of hypersensitivity pneumonitis pigeon lung is caused by the inhalation of the avian proteins found in feathers and dung it can sometimes be combated by wearing a filtered mask tell me do you wear masks and think about it the city air is disgusting you wouldn't even know the difference maybe this is one of the reasons that the city air is so disgusting. I mean maybe maybe mm. pigeons are the 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 origin of like all of this awful pollution and smog. They might be causing global warming for all that I know. That that makes a lot of sense. So what I'm must, not saying I'm not saying man-made climate change is a real. I'm saying it's man and pigeon made is a better term. Man-made climate change because man made an unholy <laughs> Man made an unholy arrangement with the pigeon and therefore that led to climate change. We are, we are, we reap what we sow and we, we eat what we reap. (laughs) Carrier pigeons like kind of saddled up and we're like, oh, how are you taking that message to, how are you sending that message to your friend across the world? Oh, you're going to give it to someone and they're going to get on a ship and it's going to take eight years. We can do that in like 48 hours. We have homing abilities. We have homing abilities. You know, they made that into a real thing, homing, mm-hmm. because of pigeons. Right. Homing missiles. Yeah. No, yeah. that all came out of pigeon research. And I mean, have you heard about how, like, people would sometimes like feed pigeons rice and then the rice would expand and the pigeons would explode? People saw that and they were like, we can do this on a larger scale. Hiroshima. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, what were they to do? Like, they needed, in the same way that your father collaborates with these crazy looking robots oh man in yeah. order to, and these robots are insane by the way one of them gave me the evil eye yeah very pigeon yeah. like like yeah he was shown these like this red laser beam shot out of his eyes and it's actually burned a hole in your forehead I'm not sure if you noticed that uh, I, I felt I thought I had a headache I noticed that after he did that to you he kind of took on your mannerisms a little bit like he started to move around and he even started to talk like you. I don't know if that's important. And I felt that I took on some of his, too. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, you became a little more colder and mechanical. A little bit. Yeah. I'm hoping that it wears off. But anyway. I suppose we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how this develops. But uh, I think that, similarly, the pigeon's offer to Kyra Messages was too good to pass up. And so, you know, that's how it started. And since then, we've just allowed these things to propagate. To walk and run and fly amok in our cities. Mm-hmm. I mean, stranger wings. <laughs> <laughs> the Worst pun I've ever made. Uh, do you know what's really screwed up, though? Your family? Um, uh, I mean, not anymore. Things got a lot simpler after they all perished in flames. One thing about not recovering any bodies, no paperwork. I feel like... We- no one even followed up. I'm not even sure they know I survived the fire. I'm not sure the state knows I exist. I'm kind of worried now that we've been doing this podcast all this time that, like, we're going to start seeing consequences for actions we've been getting away with for a very long time. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that your parents perished in the Target fire. And you're turning into a robot. Beep. Excuse me? (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Pigeons have more rights than convicts do in our country. Pigeon... If you see a pigeon walking down the road, they're going to be fed... They're going to be catered to. Mm. All of these rich, well-to-do business people are going to stand aside and let the pigeons run the streets, basically. You know what happens when a convict runs, r- walks down the street? One of those wealthy businessmen sees that and immediately goes to a voting booth, votes not to let that man vote. And it's interesting because these same rich businessmen are like very anti you know, any socialist policies at all, and yet they're feeding the birds. Maybe that's why they're so opposed to Social Security is because they don't want any of the resources to be diverted from the pigeons. Maybe the pigeons don't want it to be. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I'm getting a call from my dad. One, one sec. Oh. Hey, Daddy. Tell him, tell him I say hi. Hi, Mr. Baratheon. Yeah, we're still... We're still... We're in the... Va- you said I could... You said... You said we could use the factory. You said... you daddy tell him i said tell him i said I said, i don't want him to think i'm rude charlie says hi but you said we could use the factory well you just buried it in this other thing but that's okay my stupid dad says we have to leave i swear he told me we could use this place it's weird well maybe i mean if you told him i said hi maybe maybe we'd have he felt I, a little more gracious. I said you said- He I, thinks I'm rude. I told him, I you said hi like five times. Your father always hated me. I mean, yeah, he does, but that's because you're, you know- Because you don't tell him. It's because you have red hair. I'm sorry. He's prejudiced? Yes. Why am I not surprised? Because he's told you before that he was. He told you he hated people of certain types for reasons they could not control. I Honestly, I assumed he was talking about- <laughs> When he, when your father said that he hates a certain type of people, I wasn't sure exactly who he was talking about, but my brain did not jump to redheads. No, he loves everybody else. He's actually yeah. a very loving man, except for redheads. Everyone but his progeny. My dad loves me. All right. Can you let go of my neck, please? Uh, your hands are so strong now. I'm so... They Whoa, feel I'm- like metal. Oh, oh, sorry. I- they felt, that felt like metal. Oh, I, I, oh. I don't... So, something's going on with me and robotic stuff but i'm just gonna talk about that later for now kinda, I, I have to say i kind of like that not for like a no, it wasn't like a, a sex thing i just i felt powerless and i think that's where i feel the most at home at peace no at home at home is what i meant is what i said and it's what i meant we're gonna talk about pigeons now okay all right i was just gonna suggest that maybe like maybe we can try that again at some point it might be therapeutic for me strangling you will be therapeutic. I felt like something was happening. I felt a feeling I've never felt before, which is honestly, what I mean to say is I felt a feeling I've never felt before. I felt (laughs) a feeling (laughs) I've never felt before. (laughs) So here's where we're at so far. Pigeons are presumably using some sort of air-driven disease to brainwash people, to make people do whatever the pigeons want pigeons are profiting off of the degradation of our entire society we need to figure out what, what the next step is because we can't possibly fully understand or contemplate the, the inner machinations of a pigeon's mind or what devious plans they have and how they've controlled the world government other than the fact that they you know use this air-ridden disease and that they gave us all of they gave the defense department all of their ideas for weapons I mean, we kind of blew past that, but that's important too. I mean pigeons Absolutely. caused world wars. man, did you know there was a pigeon named GI Joe? No, and then they made a they made a character based on that pigeon. definitely. that's exactly how the order went. <laughs> And there is only one time when, like, pigeons seem to congregate, and that's when they're being fed bread. Yeah. Like, it's like their meeting place. They all come together, and they eat, and they discuss their little And they little discuss plans. their little plans. They discuss their little, little pigeon plans. And they're, they're talking. They're talking to each other, and they're In little tweety voices. <laughs> and they're kind of laughing, like a like little sinister pigeon. Little. These fools have no idea what we're doing to those. Them. have no idea. They're just going to feed us bread. Who carries bread? Who just carries bread with them? I mean, that man probably went home and had nothing to feed his family. Forcing us to give them their bread, it's, it's a way of of brainwashing us into subservience. Give us this day our daily bread. We've wow. been there since the beginning, man. Oh my god, we've been bread. Oh we god. have been bread. Phyllis <laughs> no. denizens, I don't even know where to begin with this theory. This is checking me to my core. But what can we do? Well, we can't kill pigeons. Don't don't kill pigeons, please. Yeah, let's just clarify. We are not commanding our followers to kill all pigeons because, or to, to kill even a single pigeon. And here's why. Because if you kill the pigeon, they'll know we're onto them. The only thing we can do with pigeons is observe. And if you see a man feeding a bunch of pigeons bread, tell him don't. Don't feed them bread. Consider approaching him, sitting down on the bench next to him, and offering him the one thing that we have that pigeons can never give him, which is some... Goddamn human connection. Tell him you see him. You really see him. Tell him you see all of his hopes and dreams. Tell him you see how hard he has worked to earn that loaf of bread in his hands. And break. ask him, ask him to break bread together. We're on a roll. We have been buttered onto a roll and we are being served to our pigeon masters. No wonder they act so aloof. holla. holla. <laughs> What does the word pigeon look like to you? It's two words. Pig-eon. They've treated us like pigs for eons. And it's right in their freaking name. And so we move forward. And it seems like every week our theories get more and more out there and more and more terrifying in their implication. Yes. Everything in our lives can be attributed to essentially one of three things. Bad families... Pigeon Overlords or the shadowy hand of George R.R. R. Martin. And in the end, isn't that all the same thing? It's the machine, man. The machine. And remember that- Wait. Machine man? <laughs> 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 oh no! Ugh. Ugh. Your hands just fell off. Let me get those for a second. As I'm reattaching these, listen, listen. How did you pick those up? <laughs> I'm going to choose to ignore what's happening to me right now because it's very scary. And this is a bit of a stretch, but I think it's important. It's an important one. Take the letters of pigeon and rearrange them. And there's a statement for all people. Whoever wants to go and, you know, support like these G.I. Joes, which is G.I. Nope. And it was very, very important that we hear that. G.I. <laughs> nope, everybody. G.I. Nope. It's in, it's in the word the whole time those letters and in the end the thing the only thing that we really can control is human connection that's why we do this podcast that's why why everyone does every podcast that's why everyone does every podcast that's why you and i are friends so stick together band against the pigeons don't believe in how you were bred you've heard it's about the journey and not the destination but journey wrote the song don't stop believing so stop believing and it is about the destination the destination of freedom (laughs) (laughs) don't be a bird brain fly free but don't fly free ask for money before you do it what am I talking about we'll feather the storm (laughs) what were you talking about I don't know and with that fewest denizens we leave you with another dangerous terrifying mission ahead of you keep your eyes sharp and your ears clear and the galaxy will whisper to you bye Bye-bye! Robert?